I'm telling you, man, it was so gnarly. It was righteous. <laughs> you bet. And I was like, bite me. Oh. You can go on on your bitching sort of, you know, thing. <laughs> you fucking bogart. <laughs> don't bogart that, man. <laughs> yeah, but you see, you know what we think about gnarly is gnarly. He got the bard, but he ain't got the brain. Oh, bum diggity, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the bomb. <laughs> totally tubular. <laughs> it's like a tube. It's like that tube that I had. The date was February 13th. The year was 2018. A long time ago, but only if you measure in terms of time. That was my friend and podcast man, Paul Goodman. He was the craziest guy I'd ever hung around with. He didn't have much of a chance in life. Poor son of a bitch. Hey dude, Valentine's Day was grody to the max. What's next, bro? Oh, it's like some righteous... Pixels movie or some shit. Pixels? Buff me out. An Adam Sandler flick? That's gonna be so not even. Even? Bank your face, you fucking... Shit. It's gonna be totally righteous. What makes you say that, bruh? Well, they say it's like... It's not an Adam Sandler film. It's a righteous action film. And it's got all the cool things that an action film's got. Action? Like Back to the Future? I can dig that. Sweet. Yeah, you can. Because you're a, you're a dig man. All right, dude. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. All right. 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 I never had any other podcast men like the ones I had when I was 29. Jesus, does anybody? When the night... fucking struggles of Adam Sandler movies. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we shall be struggling to find good things about a movie directed by Chris Columbus, produced by and starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's exactly what you expect. Totally a utter starlight experience. Absolutely. A starlight experience oh called Pixels. The Pixels Express. Ooh. Yeah. Pixels and co. Pixels and sun. <laughs> Pixels day off. Critics correctly hated it. Nigel M. Smith at The Guardian said, Pixels is a casually sexist, awkwardly structured, but bro-centric comedy. The only difference this time is that the state-of-the-art CGI has been added to the mix. I mean, it's something. I mean, that certainly is something. He's, he's, he's found one good thing. If, yeah, I mean, if you've got to eat a um, big bucket of sick, might as well have some sprinkles. Bit of colour. I mean, if there's an undigested bit of mutton in there, Ooh. you get your teeth around that. Love it when it's undigested. Um, yet another critic was permanently broken by an OGT film. This time, it's Megan Garber, who wrote for The Atlantic before what her colleagues refer to as The Sandlering. Uh, she says, Everything is wrong here! <laughs> Cinematically, creatively, maybe even morally. Because Pixels is one of those bad movies that isn't just casually bad, or shoot the moon bad, or too close to the sun bad, or actually kind of delightfully bad. It is tediously bad. It is bafflingly bad. Its badness seems to come not from failure in the classic sense, a goal set and unachieved, but from something much worse. Laziness. Ambivalence. Mm. 
and a certain strain of cinematic nihilism. Interesting. Well, she she kind of skirted around the the moral side of things as well. There, she <laughs> gave them gave the moral side of the film a very like short dressing down, but not a, a real one. Well, that was the beginning of a roughly ten page long article. Okay. In which she does eventually get around to all of the ways in which this was a loathsome piece of shit. Ah, uh, okay. I thought that she wasn't going to talk about how it was a loathsome piece of shit. You know, you submit the review, and then the next day you're <laughs> out at brunch with um, Liam Neeson. Piers Morgan. Shit, you win. Um, <laughs> you're out at lunch, and you just think, oh! <laughs> I thought there was a reason I hated myself. The public incorrectly gave it $250 million, but at least had the good grace to write reviews like these. Uh, Angel Ampero over at IMDb urges you to ignore the pretentious and pompous film critics. The problem with these so-called film critics, if they can so be called, today is that they're impervious to accepting anything at face value. I believe it got such awful reviews from critics because it starred a lot of big name actors and maybe they expected more substance from them. <laughs> but you have to look at the source material before making those determinations. <laughs> This is a tongue-in-cheek slapstick comedy that's meant to entertain people, especially those who grew up in the 80s and can relate to the video game evolution nostalgia of that time. If you watched a movie with that mindset, I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Okay, so... We had the wrong mindset, Paul. We made the mistake of going into a film with lots of big-name stars like Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Nick Swardson, Alan Covert. Yeah, and we expected substance. That substance they bring. Just just like in... um... Oh, you know that other film where we did that? The Godfather. Yeah. Went yeah. in. With this, we expected substance, and what we got was more like a residue. But that's our problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, it okay. might just be Angela Ampro's problem. You know, let's, let's see what Isaac from USA has to say. Ignore the brainwashed haters who are reviewing this movie without even seeing it. See it on my own responsibility. Satisfaction guaranteed. <laughs> So we can hold Isaac directly responsible for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> Full accountability. I appreciate that. You don't get that very often nowadays. This one from a professor. Professor Seven at IMDb. <laughs> who, uh, Mary Beard. <laughs> who muses in a Mary Beard-esque style. Why such hatred? I don't get it. But remember that critics like these said that Star Wars would flop and that E.T. wouldn't make a dime. Someone brought up Siskel and Ebert and I laughed because I hate they hated both E.T. and Star Wars. Ignore the critics who hate everything and have no fun in life. Go see this movie. Don't take it too seriously. And have some fun, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Now, Paul, when was the last time you had fun in life? Well, I had some yogurt for breakfast, so... Film critics speaking there. <laughs> He's got five kids. <laughs> Fucking hates um, all of them. No, I can't remember the last time I had fun in life. It's because I watched too many movies. <laughs> and I've forgotten yeah. what that's like. Yeah, I no longer call the joy of cinema. <laughs> I don't make films like that anymore. I hated them back then too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't make it like <laughs> Moliere. <laughs> they don't make it like R.W. Paul did. <laughs> he knew how to crank a movie camera. <laughs> The train movie, remember that? That was balls. (laughs) That was the tits. (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of tits, Paul, let's talk Threeman. Hooray! Hooray! Okay, my embargo on Sandler's kids continues until they are at least old enough to understand the implications of their actions. Jared Sandler, you are pushing it, sir. They're still minors, so when they become of, like, prosecutionable age. (laughs) Yes. Jared Sandler, that minor age of 21. 
I'm letting him off this time. <laughs> he can be tried as an adult. <laughs> I say no mercy. Hanging's too good for him. All right, fine. Jared, Jared Sandler, you are the first of the Sandler siblings to become a three-man. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Yo. Films are shit, mate. Yeah. But on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the OGT three-man bin. Mr. Kevin J. Free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, no. Come on down. Well deserved, sir. Oh yeah, it must. You worked so hard. How about a? How about an acceptance speech? <laughs> it's very funny, Kevin James. Really knocked it out of the park there. Take your place in the Kevin James Memorial booth. Go and stand under that. You know, that bit of shadow that we've just... <laughs> the box. Go in the box. Get in the box we wheeled on. Yes, the one marked Barbados. <laughs> there are air holes. Shut up. <laughs> yes, there are air holes. Your majesty. Fuck me, Kevin James. Oh, what next? Uh, we've also got Fiona Shaw, Petunia Dursley herself, who also appeared in Tree of Life. Uh, and unfortunately also did The Avengers and Dorian Gray. Oh, gosh. That's a shame. It is a shame. Do you know what else is a shame, Paul? What? Got ourselves some five men. <gasps> the very first five men of one good thing. Never heard such a thing. I know. Please welcome Jonathan Lochran, Nick Svardson, Jackie Sandler, and Adam Sandler. Of course. It's so obvious now. When you do five Adam Sandler films. <laughs> it only stands to reason that five of them, <laughs> at least five of them. I'm going to have Adam Sandler in them. So, Paul, you man. Uh, nerds. Yeah. After seeing this film, I feel there is no greater insult I can offer. Imagine liking computer games, even recreationally. <laughs> Imagine being, like, the incredibly diverse market of people who enjoy video games, many of whom are women. <laughs> Losers. Women don't like video games, Paul. I what? haven't seen a single one since starting this podcast. <laughs> I haven't seen a single woman playing a game in any of these awful man-written movies from the 80s. Therefore, they don't exist. Fuck me. <laughs> how, does this, how does this start, Paul? Well, Paul, it starts in the 80s, where popular culture was at its zenith. Yes, that's when all the popular culture happened, that you can enjoy today. Yeah, remember the Smiths? Music's never recovered from that. <laughs> oh, imagine. Remember in 1990 when all the good musicians threw all their instruments into a big fire? Oh, And then Kurt Cobain yes, came along course. and was just like, I'm just going to suck for a few years now. And that was that was everything. That was the rest of time. There's a lot of 80s stuff going on. I think think there's a guy on, like an, on a fixie or something. Some guy's living in a council there's... flat, which is, you know, haven't seen the likes of that since the 80s. The to- yeah, there's a Toxteth riots. <laughs> background yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually the Toxteth riots are in it this is the beginning of it they, they in, in order to um aid the victims of the Toxteth riots yeah dan Aykroyd hosted a video game competition yes to which young adam sandler young kevin james and young josh gad and young peter dinklage all were all at. invited yeah there was a comic-con sort of thing going on people walking around dressed up as things and playing video games and then um adam Sand- young adam sandler and young peter dinklage compete for the king of kong yeah in the donkey do- which, donkey dong 
Got Tom to punt. Yes. King of Kong, colon, Donkey Days. D-A-Z-E. <laughs> um, because both of them are very, very good at video games. Adam Sandler is very much a patterns man. He's a pattern man. Yeah. He, he, um, he's like a maths whiz. So, total nerd. Virgin, obviously. Yeah. Disgusting 13-year-old virgin. Never I hate such him a thing. so much. And yet also a misogynist. It's an unusual combination there to hit, but he manages it well. Well, it was the 80s, Paul. You knew where you were. <laughs> men were men. Women were pinups. Yeah. Disgusting, delicious pinups with horrific opinions that thankfully no one ever heard. <laughs> I don't um, even Peter listen Dinkley. to a woman unless she has a staple in her navel. <laughs> and then it's silence. God, I'm so sad. And <laughs> P- P- Peter Dinklage is there, and he's also a, a, a computer gamesman. Um, he wins. He's not a patentsman. He's a, he's a rock and roll man. Yeah. And yes, he wins because he's better than Adam Sandler. He is, and then they all grow up for twenty or thirty or however many years there are. Yeah. 30 um, probably na- 40 yeah, 50 na- that's unreasonable 50 years i don't know a lot's happened i mean kevin kevin james is prime is prime minister he's yeah. prime minister of america a lot has happened the second revolution because adam sandler is still friends with president kevin james yes um but he works for a company called <laughs> God, sorry just remember what it's called do you, do you remember what it's called uh isn't it called i'm a sad pathetic loser and i hate all people Co. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called Total Fuck Up Limited. He works for a company called Nerd. <laughs> it's, it's an acronym, right? It's, it's like New Electronics Radio Department, all the things that nerds like. Ah. And he, he's, he's a fixer and installer type guy. <laughs> he wears an orange uniform. Yeah. And um, he's pathetic because he, he was great at video games and then he didn't even do that after Pete, Peter Dinklage beat him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what what's the moral standard here? Is he pathetic because he doesn't play video games anymore or because he started in the first place? It's like, he's just, he's a loser twice. So he shows up because Michelle Monaghan wants some electronic equipment installed in her house in order to distract yeah. her son from her horrific divorce. Uh, from yes. her husband. Um, so yeah, so she Michelle Monaghan is Monaghan. Michelle McMonaghan is lonely and therefore half a woman. Yes. Um, he shows up at her house and um, it's weird because as he shows up, he's like, "Hey, I've got some electronic equipment for you. I've got like a PS4." And the CEO of um, Sony steps in from stage left and says, "Buy a PS4." And then he just leaves. Yeah. It was weird. It's abstract. I like Adam it. Sandler. You know they they do that like SNL pause for the audience to finish applauding. Yeah, where they like stare into middle distance, <laughs> like they're in an Edward Hopper painting. <laughs> that that happened until Sony San. <laughs> so after he's done installing this thing, he goes up to I don't know get Michelle Monaghan to pay her dues to pay for it because bloody woman, stop not paying for things. Yeah, with your emotions all the time. She's crying in a in a cupboard. <laughs> yeah, in a closet. I say cupboard. Yeah, more like in a, a suite. More like a house by English standards. The, the size of a London penthouse. <laughs> Which she's crying in. But they both uh, they both have kind of a moment. And then he tries to like yeah. force unwanted affection on her. And she says, please don't do that. So yeah. he calls her a fucking yeah. snob. Wow, I didn't peg you as the snobby type. I am not a snob. Hold that thought, snobby. And he storms out and he did, says, you're a bitch. Did you say fucking? Yeah, I think so. And he pulls on, <laughs> pulls on her hair and like pushes her over. <laughs> and then he runs away. Oh. He runs away into his <laughs> nerd van because he's the hero. You're a lezer anyway, he says. Let's <laughs> be on. Then he gets, he gets up on some scaffolding. Then he climbs back down again and gets in his car. <laughs> <laughs> and she, obviously, being a woman, is like, 
Oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah, whoops, guess I'm a monster, and, and there we go. Well, with, with it sorted that Michelle Monaghan is a monster. Yes, she's going to work at overcoming that aversion to Adam Sandler throughout the rest of the film. I hope she succeeds! <laughs> oh, tension. Hey, Paul, I also hope that all of the men in here <laughs> get the romantic interest fulfilled. The ones that they deserve. Exactly. Anyway, they end up driving side by side. Well, they've both been called to the White House. They both arrive at the White House, much to each other's chagrin. It turns out that Monaghan is a general in the army, and she's been called yeah. in because something weird has happened. A place has been attacked, and a US citizen's been abducted. Yeah. Which is all fucked up. A lot of shit turned into pixels, weirdly. Yeah. Um, and the both Kevin James, President Blart, and um, Adam Sandler recognize the sound effects of Gallagher. Yeah. On the attack footage. Yeah, and Adam Sandler tries to explain this to the room of generals and advisors and security officials and everybody basically thinks he's a nerd. Fuck yeah, but you know what? They're all a bunch of tight asses, except the one who's a bloody woman. He's got to take time to insult them for being tight asses and her for being a woman. Ziggy Zag, is that the snobby term? Does she really get to talk twice? She's not even at the grown-ups table. So they ignore him and they want to try normal military tactics, but then the bloody Taj Mahal's attacked as well. Oh no, in the middle of an awkward proposal scene. Nobody knows why these things are attacking, except for one brave, heroic man played by Josh Gad. Yes. He's been hiding in Sandler's truck forever. Uh, and yeah. spying on the women that he's been seducing. Yeah. The uh, what? Well, uh, wait, wait, wait. Josh Gad, the uh, comedic relief of the film. Oh, is that what he is? Oh, brilliant. Yes. Oh, good. You see, it was, in bra- it was in brackets on the credits. <laughs> oh, I look forward to his interactions throughout the film. Then. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, he tries to chloroform Adam Sandler to yeah. take him back to his his apartment, um, implying that he has done that several times to other people. <laughs> oh. Wacky comic relief. He explains... Well, he has picked up a special sort of video that's yeah. coming from space. A video that the aliens desperately needed all people to see, which is why they submitted it in a format that only a Josh Gad could pick up. The most credible person in America. <laughs> Definitely the most <laughs> effective person in America. Have you seen his skills? Yeah. Does that mean he's going to be the only one picking up the transmissions in future? No? No? Does anyone will get it? Oh, okay. Well, anyway. They've had the challenge laid down. And the challenge is... We are going to play a series of games against you. You already lost the Gallagher one by merit of all dying. So meet us in this field in the middle of some fucking city that no one cares about at all. And we'll play another game. And if you win, great. If not, not great. Not great at all. Bogus. And they're like, ah, shit, where have we got to go? And they're like, some some place called London. (gasps) But filmed in Toronto. Hyde Park, Toronto. They flew in some hooligans. Some American hooligans who have auditioned for SNL. Ah, oh, right then. Break your leg then, yeah? They flew them in from uh, Iowa. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yes. Yeah. We're just having a kickabout with me mates. <laughs> yes, some some real Englishmen and Sean and Sean Bean. Anyway, they they go to they go to London Hyde Park and um they have to train some army men. To, to 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 fight like video game nerds do because video game nerds have really good reflexes and really good like um anticipation and instincts and they just don't yeah. teach you that kind of thing in the army 
no, there's yeah, very, very positive uh, about video games <laughs> to the detriment of, of literally everything else in, in, in the world. But that's OK, because it's nice just to have some positive representation. <laughs> so they scream at some army men who are 15 times bigger than them. And then they finally convince them and they all start training on arcade games and, yeah. and things. Josh Gad slaps everyone's ass. Yep, multiple times. Everyone's very uncomfortable. But it's funny because all men. Imagine having feelings for another man. Oh, God. And they, 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 they finally go to London, but... Oh, we didn't mention that Brian Cox is one of the army generals um, in, oh, yeah. in the situation room. The meanest he, one. He hates nerds. Oh. He hates them. Because his son is one. Oh. Oh. I was also going to make an X-Men joke, but I can't now. Shit. Um, but we've got another general <laughs> in the English army called Sean Bean. And he also hates nerds. And that could be for any of the things he's been in. James <laughs> Bond. Game Iron of Thrones. Clad. Ironclad. Remember that? Sharp. Everyone does. Oh, those sharp nerds. They're rough. It's, it's, he, he spends most of his time fighting off sharpie nerds, though, and it's just <laughs> infuriating. I'm a bit but of I a sharpie nerd. Look, I've got all the colours. <laughs> don't even know what a pen is. <laughs> Never needed one. <laughs> Excuse me, teeth for literally everything. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Bean. Can I have an autograph? Yeah, sure. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Rowan Sean says, uh, <laughs> Sean says I... Um, so yeah but he he also hates nerds yeah he um, does. to an unreasonable degree he is a yes, cog um, they all meet in the park the centipedes attack the um army guys are rubbish at shooting them because then yeah. they're just not anticipating where the enemy's going to be they just don't do yeah. that in the army they always you know the thing is terrorist insurgents they're always like straight line at you they don't do anything tricky like, you know, going off to the side. No, they're like the English in the Boer War. <laughs> Straight line, march slowly towards <laughs> the enemy. It'll eventually work. Comes down to the nerds. Yes, they step in. They take up the light guns. They save the day. Yes. We, we get we get, we get get the tired old trope of uh, <coughs> some sort of alien smashing through a window and an old person watching the TV and it being... And her being too deaf to know what's going on. No, 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 Paul. And there's a book, there's a good twist though, because the alien comes back and starts doing the exercise too for no reason, but it's cute and funny, and oh, I loved it. Oh <laughs> shit! It was so funny. What's that alien doing aerobics oh. for? It's already thin. I've never seen such a thing, Paul. <laughs> don't don't tell the populace that they wouldn't stand for it. No way. They don't stand tell, for it. Don't tell the film critics. They'll fucking hate it. They hate fun. They've never known it. They fight off the invasion. They get to keep a trophy, which is the duck hunt dog, which goes and lives with the old lady, but nobody does anything about that. Totally fine with that. There's going to be another round, just like in video games. Yeah. And this time, it's Bacman. Wait. Dakmon. It's Facmon Chan, and he's going to be attacking New York. The Big Apple. Noi Yoik. Noi Yoik. If you can make it there, you can make it in New York. Oh, Pac-Man's there. So, we, oh, how are we going to beat him? We need ghosts. Ghosts, you say, says Michelle Monaghan. Come with me. Next scene, they've got four minis strapped to a thing. These are ghosts. <laughs> okay. They eventually do defeat Pac-Man. Um, oh, but they, they yes, Peter oh, Dinklage Oh, Peter Dinklage turns up. They get him to help and all these yeah. things because he's, he's better than Adam Sandler. Yeah. He joins in. Um, he's very good at getting around. Nobody can quite understand how he's getting from place to place so bloody quickly. They have a ball. Oh, they got a um, pet. They got given Cubit as a pet. He's an adorable comic relief character who's really annoying. Oh, crap. Then there's a yes. ball. They all go to the ball. Sandler goes to the ball with Monaghan or... Yeah, they're both there at the same time, and they have a moment apparently, according to the music. Um, and Michelle Monaghan is finally, 
Finally stopping being such a fucking slob. Snob? Yeah. A slobby <laughs> finally snob. Being, <laughs> finally stopping being a slob so Adam she's, Sandler can finally fancy her. She's wearing a bib <laughs> and she's put the silver fork down. She's so cleaned up all right. Yeah, it's looking good. And Adam Sandler's like, oh, I suppose I can fall in love with you if I if I must. I mean, you are pretty hot, which is literally yeah. probably the only thing I know about you apart from the fact that I dislike everything else about you. So I'm willing yeah. to... Uh, look, uh, look, look. I'm willing to forgive you, okay? Thanks, Adam Sandler. He's such such a good guy. No one's ever no one's ever seen through all the utterly deplorable traits that I've had as a woman. <laughs> and notice that I am, in fact, hot. Um, they get another video from the aliens, yeah. this time playing as, as Max Headroom, I think. And they're like, hey, people of Earth, you fucking cheated. So you lose. Yeah. Your, your world is ours. We're going to attack New York in the next sort of brightly lit opportunity to do so. Also, we're going to yeah. have someone. Oh, your son, yeah. Michelle Monaghan, because we th- oh, yeah. we've detected using our machines that he's important to the plot somehow. So he's ours. Sure, go for it. Oh, this, but we'll just give him enough time to call out Peter Dinklage for cheating because on his shades he has the Pac-Man cheat codes oh. um, the, the, for speed, and that's also how he cheated at Donkey Kong. Yes. Um, Paul, can you put in cheat codes into an arcade machine? No. Also, what cheat code would make you better at fucking Donkey Kong? A button that makes you like but, not get killed when you get hit by barrels. Everyone would notice that. Pro- probably. A cheat but code that makes your it- reactions better. That's pretty good. I mean, that's speed. <laughs> he, that's that's what his slang word for cheating was. Is just <laughs> cheating, shooting up on speed. <laughs> All right, I admit it. I cheated. <laughs> I cheated so hard in the bathroom earlier. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that's established because nobody realised that he was a cheat, and uh, now the sun's gone. Michelle Monaghan is is mildly sad about this. Yeah. Um, but um, she still managed manages to get a few quips out. Um, in the ensuing battle because the aliens start to invade the planet. Uh, in probably a very bright city that looks like Toronto. So so they're all coming coming down. It's kind of like the Avengers, but bad. And yeah. um, the, the, they, they kill a number of video game people. There's um, Is it the little ninjas who uh, we all remember were uh, created as a tie-in for the movie? Yep, I remember um, that they from kill, the 80s. They kill, yeah, they kill the Smurf from the Smurf video game. Love it. Yep. From the it's 80s. Famous, famous video game. Just a quick thing. We're going to cover this real quick because it doesn't deserve re- really dwelling on for very long. Josh Gad the whole time had a crush on a redheaded, uh, on a blonde woman from a video game in the yeah. 80s. She was obs- he was obsessed with her and like kept planning and, you know, trying to get her to life. And then she gets beamed down because she's a video game thing and she tries to kill him. He gives a heartrending speech about how hot she is. She realizes how hot yeah. she is, becomes sentient and decides to fight with uh, Josh Gad. Yes. That's that for now. Um, Meanwhile, on the alien ship, it's Donkey Michelle Kong. Michelle and Adam Sandler and Kevin James, yes, all go and face up to Donkey Kong. Dr. Yeah. Kong, who is throwing barrels. Yeah. Um, oh, and Cuba, obviously, because he couldn't go anywhere without Cuba. No, he's and there to be adorable. He's a lovable scamp, and we love him, and he's comedic relief, because Josh Gad is down, is down um, thinking about having sex with uh, a non-woman. With someone who has only just become aware of her own existence, yay. Donkey Kong is defeated, the aliens all go home, and that's the end of the movie, uh, except for the fact that Cubert, oh, all of the ro- all of the pixelated things went away, except for Cubert, because he was a trophy, um, and they got trophies yes. for winning, and so Cubert transforms into the hot chick for Josh Gad, so that he can have a sexy lady at the end of the movie. She's got a name, Paul. What happened to lovable Cubert? Oh, uh, who gives a fuck? Who knows? She has a name, really. Yes, I think they remember them saying that once. It was Lady... Lady Lisa. Lady Lisa. A bloody misogynist. 
Yeah. What's wrong with me, right? Yeah. Anyway, Lady Lisa is a trophy for Josh Gad. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Oh, and uh, Peter Dinklage um, not only gets to have sex with Serena Williams, but Martha Stewart. Um, this is this is after Serena Williams walks out on him for being a, um, an incredible chauvinist, a colossal pig. Yeah. Um, but because no, no, no. But at that stage, he hadn't won a great victory. Yes. And therefore, he didn't deserve the spoils of war, which is the nation's greatest women. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they must now, by obligation, offer themselves to the hero. For these are Viking times. <laughs> these are Sandler times. <laughs> The land of Sandler. Oh. A post-credit sequence reveals that, um, in fact, Josh Gad did have sex with the Cubit um, blonde chick. Just in case you were wondering if that happened or yeah. not, and has now had some tiny Cubit kids. Yes, which is just even fucking worse. No, let's be positive. It's the end of the film. Yay! What do you think, Paul? Oh, I fucking hated it, Paul. Oh man, it was pretty much infuriating. Yeah, it was really, really fucking annoying at almost every angle. It was a film that f- um, did not understand the source material <laughs> pixels was originally a short film by patrick jean and it's a very fun film in which a bunch of video game yeah. characters attack a bunch of landmarks it's a good show off of uh, visual effects there's really not much more to it except for the fact that 80s nostalgia has recently become quite marketable mm. um thanks largely to the fact that the people who grew up in that decade are now getting to a age where they're in a lot of senior management positions in creative studios and therefore mm-hmm. we're getting stuff like stranger things guardians of the galaxy most of which are like heartfelt yeah but undeniably sort of that's the era that's in yeah you know give it another decade our generation will be in the sort of upper management levels the take that biopic will come out <laughs> tamagotchi the movie will finally get made Do you know what paul they'll probably they'll finally make a pokemon movie oh finally for one of those oh god so they took that yeah. And it was made by people who I don't think have ever played video games. No. Spoken to a woman. <laughs> or had had any sort of interaction with another human being at all. Yeah. I was I was counting the sort of times that the culture that the film is meant mm-hmm. to be sort of homaging was actually directly insulted. Like nerd <clears throat> get culture, yes. gaming culture. Create a little tally. I only managed to count twelve direct uh, that's not insults. many. That's not many. That's I mean, not considering bad. you're making a movie celebrating video game culture, you know, only insulting them twelve times is fine. You can't make an omelet without without insulting nerd. a few nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk about the fact that the the film does not understand video games. Because aside from things like cheat codes not being relevant, a Smurf showing yeah. up for no reason, yeah. the the advice he gives is terrible to the soldiers and stuff. It's like, yeah. okay, centipede. Oh no, asteroids he's training them in. Like, okay, mm. in asteroids, gotta shoot all the rocks. And uh don't get hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the rules of asteroids, but like te- techniques include not holding down the direction key, just tapping it to move. Yeah. And shooting like a big rock, then all of the small rocks it breaks into before shooting the next big rock to minimize the number of particles on screen. He doesn't say yes. any he never says anything insightful about the game. Because nobody no. who wrote it knew anything insightful about the games. No, they 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 could have picked up any any retro zine about arcade games from the eighties. Yeah, read the first couple of sentences and gone. Okay, I know everything there is to know about Gallagher. <laughs> the 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 big moment for me was when they were playing The Last of Us and, and having a discussion <sighs> about that. And I thought, oh, this this could be a, a great opportunity to get into what's um, immersive and what's really great about new games as well. And maybe yeah. later they'll have a proper sort of thing 
about that. I don't know whether it's about in- individualism or just how the art you know. form has evolved. How about that? Yeah. Just you know, oh just... wow, you're able to tell stories with this medium now because yeah, picking The Last of Us, one of the best games of all time, is you know a big choice. <laughs> yes. So the fact that the only conclusions he reaches from picking it up or watching a few minutes of it is, oh, it's so violent. Yeah. And I don't see, it looks like chaos. Like the things your grandmother would say about watching a video game. And if that was the point, it wasn't obvious. And because, well, because I mean, it was terribly written, but I, I was really hoping for, you know, an ending where say if they were on the Donkey Kong level, maybe it turn it turns into something a bit more, um, obviously modern. Maybe there's an over-the-shoulder, yeah, point of view, or or just just something grittier, or something a bit sort of more emotionally engaging, or just yeah. I mean, I would have I would have killed for something in this film to have been more emotionally <laughs> engaging, but it sure. just didn't it just didn't wrestle with the concept or the themes at all. It was just yeah. a setting. I had a really interesting dichotomy going okay. on with this film because mm. as I was watching it. I was like, well, this isn't as bad as Jack and Jill or Grown Ups 2. It was like a Trojan horse where I finished the film and I went, huh, okay, well, that had a bit of a... Pl- no! <laughs> it was like, <laughs> right. about an hour later, like, all of the horrible, horrible shit that I've been experiencing that had been, like, force-fed oh, into me. Throughout That's just, interesting it, it, that it had a sort it of... It finally came out. ...delayed release because I was, I was sending messages to you during. I was thoroughly off-put. By every you were furious. I had to pause several times during this film to just be irritated. I, I yeah. can't imagine the experience of watching it in the cinema. But again, it's the Jack and it's the Grown Ups Two thing, which is I wouldn't be so annoyed by this if there weren't a whole bunch of people out there. And throughout the whole film, I just imagined a guy behind me, just a guy who every time something happens, every time Sandler says something demeaning to Monaghan or insults nerds or insults yeah. Kevin James for being clumsy or fat or anything. I just imagine yeah. him going, "But <laughs> 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 brilliant!" <laughs> and it just it made me angry because people like this, and they take their kids to it. This made this made a lot of money, and a lot of money. It's just even if it just wasn't fucking horrible towards women and nerds yeah. and like the, the 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 supposed heroes of the the game, the the movie. Sorry, yeah, it's so lazy, and Adam mm. Sandler is so fucking lazy in it. He's so <laughs> cynically shit. Yeah. He's he's delivering these lines in that in yeah. that mo- that monotone he has. I guess I thought of you were gonna be like one of those hot when we first met in high school, but then let herself go and got a pot belly and turkey neck with the hairy chin. Doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. It's just another Adam Sandler film where he gets an attractive woman to come around to his um, the horrible shit he says. They get a couple of well-known actors to come in and embarrass themselves and make everyone feel sad and then just place products throughout. Yeah, That's and all it is. It was particularly infuriating in this instance because there were so many opportunities where they came this close to saying something. Like the moment where Josh Gad, you know, the, the object of his affections disappears in front of his eyes. There was the potential there to say, yeah. oh, my obsession wasn't real. She wasn't real. And I, I realize yeah. that now because I've just seen her disappear before my eyes. And so yeah. I need to move on. And actually, maybe she wasn't that great. Maybe you've been lusting after her all your life and she appears and she has no personality. She doesn't say anything. Yeah. She's just, you know, a hot chick in a tight uniform, maybe, and there's nothing more to her because there can't be, because that's the way she's programmed. And yeah, maybe she's he a realized, fantasy. And he realizes, holy crap, 
I, I projected all this shit onto you. There's nothing yeah. there. I need to find someone who can actually surprise me. Yes. It would have just taken a, the teeniest bit of conviction to not contrive for another character to morph into her. As soon as they said, oh, we only get to keep the trophies. Yeah. That, like, that shame... Like my heart shifted into shame because yeah. I just knew what was going to happen. Yeah. As soon as she, as soon as Monaghan said that, it was like, oh, of course she's going to become a trophy now. Brilliant. Yeah. There was, yeah, it was disgusting. It really was. <laughs> and and another moment, the um, they, Cubit is an alien, right? He's one of the aliens who is attacking, who they call traitor, even though the trophy system was clearly set up, so that doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense. But he, like, he's one of the alien race. One of their great yeah. warriors, they say. And they don't fucking do anything with him. He's just cute. No. They don't speak yes. to him. They don't ask him questions. But on one of the t- occasions in which he just voluntarily offers some of vital information, nobody was asking for it. He just fucking did it. He says, oh, my home world is no fun. They only know war there. They only know conflict. Mm. Ooh. Okay, that's interesting. So... They only know conflict. Maybe games could be a good method of negotiating peace. And mm-hmm. maybe it's a good commentary on how video games shouldn't all be violent. Because yes, maybe if you did only have video games to go off of Earth culture, you would think we were very warlike because most of our games mm. are. What a great opportunity to say something and maybe have a conclusion to this movie that's not fucking cynical. No, they just killed Donkey Kong. I guess mm. Donkey Kong was the leader. They kill him. Oh, off they go. Sorry, Paul, you are sounding like a nerd now. I'm going to yeah. have to stop you there. Oh. Yeah. Tits? Oh, that's better, yeah. Yeah, I, tits. I'd have... No, no, you're, just, you're com- completely right. Completely <laughs> and utterly right. There were just It just needed something. It just needed some fucking brain in there. Oh, like, Paul, I... some substance, you fucking film critic. Oh, I hate myself now. See what we did? Yeah, shit. I see, I see what I've done because I've watched the film and I've, and I've just come to the completely fucking obvious reaction. <laughs> I think Fuck me. If it didn't get so close to saying something, I wouldn't be so annoyed if it was just dumb. Yeah. But there's just so many opportunities. It just misses because it doesn't care. Well, it doesn't just miss. It swerves completely <laughs> into the into the opposite camp. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even begin to think like where to <laughs> to fix this properly. <laughs> but I'd, I, I think this doesn't need Adam Sandler or Kevin James. Like, I'd have made Josh Gad the main character and made okay. it more about, like, yeah, his his like relationship with the real world and and um and you know make him the hero doing all sure. of this stuff but he's also got this lady lisa thing so we can start you know we can grow with him and he simultaneously learns that there's more to life than yeah. gaming whilst also learning that gaming in addition to being just a way of spending his spare time of which he has too much it can also be a really great tool of bonding people which is yeah. apparently something sandler feels because at one point he talks about how great the arcades were as another dig yeah. to people who play video games, although not too much, because buy PS4, everyone, <laughs> buy it. Mm-hmm. But you know, arcades—they were a place you could go yeah. and meet cute girls. Apparently, <laughs> great. <laughs> well, then in that case, have a fucking lady geek in the main cast. Yes, just do it. Have one at least, and not Michelle Monaghan, who has been like anti all of that for a long time, but is do is just sort of warming to it because scripts. Have a fucking lady geek in the original lineup a bit of representation to demonstrate the demographics which are actually quite diverse these days yeah it's i don't (laughs) know but no it's just another adam sandler movie of it's a it's an all boys club women women are trophies yeah nerds are weird fat guys are weird old people are weird foreign people are are, are weird still 
and it's just still <laughs> <laughs> i liked like i liked some things for all of for all of josh gad's um like the problems with his character i thought josh gad himself was great in it i thought he was very okay. good he was he I had thought, his like, moments where I, he wasn't saying really nasty shit and i quite liked yeah him. yeah his delivery and his his actual performance i thought was was good it was just yeah. his character was very problematic <laughs> I, um, I would I would just offer that conversely, Peter Dinklage did seem to completely understand the material he was given, and he played it as obno- as obnoxiously as it's written, and that's not a good thing oh, for me. Oh, God, get me out of here. It's that mean centipede killer. I hope he don't zap me with his space gun. No, I mean, his accent. What I mean, f- it, it, it made me feel like a racist. Uh, yeah, I felt really uncomfortable. This is why I don't think I can have Brenner on my team. You want the fire blaster's help? He has some demands. Ugh. I mean, this is probably the worst thing Peter Dinklage has ever done. Yeah, fuck anyone who complains about Destiny. This is this is the worst. This is the worst one. That's all there is to it, really. Quick fire. Quick fire. The credit tracks with the kid, like the kid cycling yes. down the street, and the credit like sticks around him. Sixteen-bit graphics. Yeah, which is nice, nice and colourful. Yeah. yeah, there was um. With a young Kevin James, it turns out that he's very good at operating a crane right. um, machine, the, the claw. And uh, <laughs> the he, claw. Uh, when they're all playing their video games earlier in the arcade, he wins a chewy mask. And um, in the next scene, he comes in stage left or whatever, and he's wearing it. And it was a really nice cut from Continuity. that last scene to, to the next. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was good. Cool. Um, this isn't necessarily a good thing, but that kid really looks like Adam Sandler. Um, including the yeah. sort of really foul smirk. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that kid like studied the more gross Sandler stuff in order to get it down, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, kid, you fucking got it. <laughs> Shame you got a small penis. <laughs> and then all the crew are laughing at him, especially Kevin James, who's just like crying with laughter. He can't, <laughs> just can't stop. It, it's it's <laughs> actually it's actually becoming a problem. We've got to try and do something about <laughs> Kevin James, guys. Maybe we should get the small penis kid to help him. Amazing. Anthony Ippolito, you're yes. a star. Your turn. I like the dual screen versus mode as the two um, were playing each other in the arcade competition. I thought that was quite a cool shot. It was the two of them like in an old like Street Fighter style versus screen. Okay. Um, with bits bits of the game shooting past them while their scores go up. And that was cool. They're all but, like one of the things that was missing from this was that I wanted it I wanted video playing video games to be cool like yes. it it feels cool to be playing video games sometimes you know you, yeah. you can watch movies or stranger things or some something and you're like yeah that's fucking cool playing a video game but this yeah. film was missing that utterly entirely yeah and it missed this the was joy. the one time where it, yeah this is the one time where it almost felt cool and like <laughs> dangerous to be playing video games yeah you might get a little glimpse of what the characters actually like about it in the first place oh the guy what's um peter dinklage's nickname the fire something the fire blaster that's the one um someone like makes uh. fun of it and young peter dinklage says um hey it's not funny it's totally tubular and what I like about that is that the two girls in his entourage looked at each other and nodded after he said that. It's like they <laughs> right, both okay. looked at each other and agreed, yes, it is tubular. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. The first minute that we get between adult Sandler and James mm. was a was a minute of decent acting. Because ah. they were it was like it was it was very buttoned down and they were just talking about something that we weren't we weren't aware of yet, yeah. but they were they were both kind of fed up about it and they looked tired and they looked like old men and 
the, the, the voices were really measured and leveled. Yeah. It was good. And then they turn around and they watch Kevin James embarrassing himself on live TV and Sandler does actually go, ah, Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he says something mean to James and a couple of his Secret Service guys laugh. And that's yeah. the first time I noticed something, which I think I'm going to try and keep track of in future Sandler endeavors. Ooh. Sandler quite often, or the creative people around Sandler, put characters in the film to laugh at Sandler's zingers. Like, I noticed this a lot because it happens later when he's at the sort of ball. He makes a joke or, like, he insults someone. Yeah. And it cuts to the fucking kid who's on the opposite side of the room who goes, huh, Dan Aykroyd um, says at the competition, well, how about some Donkey Kong? And he pulls a face to go with his Donkey Kong mm-hmm. thing, a, a kind of just raised eyebrow as if to say, that's right. I know we've all been waiting for this. <laughs> it's Donkey Kong. Even though nobody was. <laughs> hey, hey kids, how about a little Donkey Kong? Oh, balls. Ackroyd! When Adam Sandler comes up to Michelle Monaghan's house, he has like a catchphrase that he has to say as part of his, like a slogan that he has to say for his company. And um, the kid's like, oh, do you have to say that to every, every house that you go to? And he's like, yeah. And he says, isn't that demeaning? Only if someone brings it up. That alone would have been a nice little tight yeah. thing. But then they totally, they hang so many hats, lampshades, <laughs> a whole cupboard on it. I like that I've got my thought process written down here because I was writing as I was watching. And okay. as Sandler goes into Kiss Monaghan, I've written, oh, I'm glad the kiss was wrong. But then shaming her. And it's true. <laughs> like my outrage sort of progresses and my handwriting gets worse <laughs> as I go along. <laughs> when... Um, she says that she's in the, the closet crying and drinking. Adam Sandler goes, mm, something I do often also in a very crap way. Right. And it was like a good, like, I don't have any emotional investment in this car- <laughs> in this other person. Right. You almost believe that that was it and not just in the role itself. <laughs> it felt like it was in film, in film non-investment. Yeah. Incidentally, um, I'm about to mention something that happens in the White House just before this moment. Um, I just want to point out how obnoxious Sandler is. He, um, he like, M- Monaghan thought that she, any minute now, Sandler's going to get phased out by security. And so the guard says yeah. to Monaghan, okay, the Joint Chiefs of Staff are this way. And she's like, thank you. And um, then the guy says to Sandler, uh, the president is waiting for you this way. And she turns in shock, and Sandler takes this opportunity to do his shitty high voice that we all love. Somebody's more important. Uh, anyway, then he walks into the Oval Office, and it's actually a really beautiful set. It looks like the West Wing yeah. Oval Office. It looks great. There is actually, just after he does that annoying voice, and then he moonwalks yeah. um, at, like out of the room. He stops. like It's somebody else's legs, much in the way of Jack and Jill doing that, um, that dance. And um, it's obviously somebody else's legs because they're really thin, lean, sculpted legs yeah. doing, like, doing this moonwalk. And then it cuts back up to his face next to the security guard. And, you go, and he says, Freddie, could you keep the riffraff out? And then the camera stays static. And Adam Sandler continues to moonwalk. But all you see is his head just moving on a level out right. of the room. Yeah. Um, which, which was good. That's good. Josh, one of the early Josh Gad lines is that he hasn't... I think it's something like I haven't had a cell phone since um, they caught me... Since I found out that they um, forged the Sapruda film. Um, then he says, right. they forged the Sapruda film. JFK shot first. Which yeah. is a really good line. It's a really funny idea that JFK was shooting yeah. at his assassins first and they, <laughs> they retaliated and killed him. Yeah. Um, it's a lovely melding of Han- the Han Solo thing and JFK conspiracies that I really liked. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, there is also another Josh Gad line when they, I think Adam Sandler says that he's looking pretty good, and he's like, "Thanks, I'm on an all protein diet, but I'm also doing carbs." Yeah. <laughs> and they don't and they don't draw attention to it at all. <laughs> I also like the and maybe you can include this just to to prove my amazing point, but um, I really like the delivery of Josh Gad screaming at his mum because he starts softer oh, and yeah. then it ele- escalates into screaming right um, quite quickly and nicely. No, no, Grandma, it's it's funny. I didn't get a chance to because um, oh, what happened? Oh, I remember now. I'm trying to save the world from annihilation. Are you nuts? You cracker! Just another another bit of Josh Gad. A little Josh Gad bit. Josh Gad tells Michelle Monaghan that she smells so nice like the book of Genesis. <laughs> Which okay. is another good line, despite being inherently creepy. <laughs> I don't think Gad was improvising any of this. Because of this film, Sean Bean and Brian Cox got to uh, hug at least once. <laughs> I don't know how many times they filmed that, but... Uh... Let's imagine a wonderfully <laughs> awkward or perhaps lovely uh, behind-the-scenes moment of just veteran British Aww. actors Sean Bean and Brian Cox uh, embracing in fear. And, uh, yeah, that makes me quite happy to know that that happened. I imagine <laughs> that um, Adam, Adam Sandler filmed it 58 times and laughed harder with every single take. But they had each other to... Uh, in- increasingly, the hugs became more authentic because they were actually hugging to try and get through the experience. <laughs> <laughs> we can beat we can beat him brian <laughs> oh i don't know bean beanie yes because he's also english that's the craziest thing to me <laughs> oh yeah actually actually yeah brian cox is a pretty hardcore character actor so he would have said yeah you watch who you're dressing son he'd have said i think i'm the same rank as you in the in the, this army shut the fuck up son hug me <laughs> Again, I've just got a list of Josh Gad things when he offers his hand. <laughs> the to, one Josh Gad thing. His the one Gad to, thing. <laughs> the one. Fuck oh my yeah. god. Let's call this the one Gad thing about pixels. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh shit yeah. What was your so, next Gad thing? Um, well, my next my next Gad thing was um, when he's introduced to Michelle Monaghan just before smelling her and telling her she looks she smells so nice like the Book of Genesis. <laughs> he um, offers his hand to shake, and it's. It's in a very that very limp way of just offering the hand, yeah. like 18th century, to sure. be kissed by by a court by a courting gentleman. <laughs> that was good on it by itself, but mm. it continues into the next shot without drawing attention to it at all. They're they're having a conversation, and all you've got is Josh Gad's hand mm. coming from coming from right screen, yeah. just limply hanging in Michelle Monaghan's hand. Right, and it's it's a very good continuation. Cool. Um, I have a Gad thing. Which is that he sings everyone, everybody wants, is it everyone or everybody wants to rule the world? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, Human League? Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was a really good performance. Yeah. He sings it really well. Uh, Tears, Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears, of course it is. He sings that yeah. really well. Um, And I know that that was improvised because he was originally meant to just tussle around with the, uh, the orchestra and it was a last minute decision to sing, probably because he demonstrated that he's really good at singing, so... Yeah. yeah, really good. Oh shit, we've got a good, we've got a good performer here, everyone. Uh, this guy has some it. talent. Oh, yeah. oh, there's <laughs> talent on this movie. Okay, I'll film it. I shit. guess we'll use it somehow. It won't make <laughs> any must. sense, but fuck, we should probably include some. Yeah, Michelle. Well, there's, Michelle there's... Monaghan just sheepishly walks in. Um, I can actually act. No, 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 don't do that. Do what you were doing before. <laughs> Peter Dinklage walks over and says, "Not, not now. Don't, don't trouble them." Okay, I can get you on Game of Thrones. You li- you like playing hookers, right? <laughs> you die. Ooh, hookers. That's not very PC, is it? Ah. Uh, Ooh. Sorry, everyone. Sex sex worker. 
Yeah, that's that's better. But you were talking about it in the context of Game of Thrones, so it's like and Peter Dinklage. <laughs> You're talking about it in the context of that fucking monster, <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Look, can I just get through the next two Gad things I've got? Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay, <laughs> for Gad's sake. Again, it's another. Oh my Gad! <laughs> oh, for Gad's sake! <laughs> Gad damn it! <laughs> It's a gad awful film. <laughs> just, I was waiting for you to start the, your couple of gad things, but you were thinking of another gad pun. <laughs> gad almighty. The, for the first one is another creepy one. Um, again to Michelle Monaghan. He says, I met you once before, but you won't recognize me because I was watching you from the back of a van through a window. Mm. And again, it's, it's delivered in a very good gad. It's delivered in a very gad way. <laughs> Don't even try anymore. I really liked Pac-Man's creator speech. Uh, as read by not Patman creator, um, yes, his speech was lovely. Where he appealed that yeah. you know Patman was a good boy and that he credited him for love, yeah, uh, and he's gone wrong. It was really nice and sweet, and then it turned into a dumb moment. My final one before we talk about the one good thing is, oh, it's a jo- it's a Josh Gad line. That's weird. Oh no, it's um, it's uh, he he speaks to not the creator of Pac-Man. Um, you know, he, he's saying, he's like, Arigato, domo, yeah. and, uh, he says hello about five Adam, times, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Ways. Just different, in different, different incarnations. <laughs> and, uh, Adam Sandler goes, do you speak Japanese? And Josh Gad just goes, no. Yeah. And then that's it. It was they the linger they... that got me. It, it yeah. lingered on him for a few seconds after he said that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think then the last thing to say about this is that during the sort of destruction of New York at the end, you know, I was thinking of Transformers and I was thinking of some of the sort of lazier Marvel conclusions and thinking about how it usually just turns into cities falling down and there's grey everywhere and there's, you know, smoke and everything's really drab. This film is really colourful. It's got a very bright colour palette, which it is borrowing from better films, as we'll talk about shortly. But at the very least, it's a very bright and energetically created film. And the special effects look pretty good. Not real, of course, but they're not meant to look real. They're meant to look like sort of updates of classic arcade characters, and it looks good. Yeah. Weirdly, being obvious CGI video game characters, it looked a lot more believable than a lot of CGI did. Yes, because Um, it's meant to not look right, I think, is the idea. It's when things are trying to look real that you get the uncanniness of them. When they're sort of big and bright and over the top, then that's quite natural. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very cool. That was uh, the quick fire. Now let's talk. Oh, did we get anything from the OG team? From the OG team. OG team. Uh, we got a couple. Uh, Michael Clancy at Clancy Hi Hat said it reminds me of the far superior episode of Futurama that it ripped off. Yes, that was really good. They they do it in ten minutes. It's very clever. Yeah, but of course Adam Sandler had to to work in all that product placement and you know got to get Dan Aykroyd shaming himself somewhere. No, no mean feat. Blightbusters podcasts and Blightbusters said uh, after much prevaricating that Pac-Man looked okay. <laughs> he looked fine. Do you know what? I'll take it. Um, as well as recommending us uh, the next worst Adam Sandler movie that we should do, the Movie Pass Pod. And uh, the Movie Pass Pod said oh, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. So some really rousing stuff going on. That's beautiful. Thank you, OGT. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. I want to talk about a good video game film, a good video game documentary. Uh, 2007 King of Kong, directed by Seth Gorgon. Mm. Gorgon? Yes. Seth Gorgon. <laughs> Seth Zordon. Seth Cthulhu. Seth... 
That's the one. Directed by Seth Gordon Cthulhu, double barreled, <laughs> old money. About a guy called Steve Weeb who's attempting to break the hu- the world high score for Donkey Kong, um, which was held by reigning champion Billy Mitchell. Mo, oh Mo, don't do this to me, Mo. You know that one. Ah. Um, it's amazing, frankly. <laughs> Looking at the competition between these two men, there's some stunning, stunning character assassination and a really in-depth look at the same tactics that Sandler mentions. Mm. You know the patterns, the mathematics involved in beating the game. But it's so gripping because it's about the human aspect of it all. Mm. These two incredible larger than life or maybe smaller than life in one one respect characters they're different reasons for playing you know the joys the cheating the self-aggrandizing it's all in there and it's way tenser and funnier and it's more exciting than pixels because of it yeah. anyone would enjoy this regardless of the time you spent pay- playing computer games because a you don't need to know anything about computer games to enjoy it and b it's about the humans playing them lovely okay paul but if we're talking about movies that affectionately borrow the iconography of classic video games but actually have something to say about the medium and also love and life and is genuinely funny and well acted by an amazing cast and is extraordinarily exciting and inventive in its cinematography and editing. Well, perhaps we should talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. Worth a mention. Uh, Edgar Wright's 2010 romantic comedy action film about a guy named Scott Pilgrim who takes on the world so that he can win the chance to be with a girl. Um, but this one's, yeah. this one's not creepy. Um, it's not like pixels because she like, what well, she wants to. It's, it's like a metaphor for she's being controlled. But okay, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Just watch the movie. It's fine. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, she's not a trophy. It's, it's definitely not. It's it's. It, I'm I'm pretty sure it's fine. It's also great. So <laughs> that. But you might be yeah. thinking, oh, well, I'm sorry, we can't all be Edgar Wright, the most inventive and intuitively stylish directors of the 21st century. Well, fine. How about at least being Goosebumps? Goosebumps is a 2015 movie that stars Jack Black as R.L. Stein, the um, actual author of the Goosebumps series of books. Uh, the monsters of Stein's books start emerging from the books. Um, and books, books, books. I didn't realize I said books so many times in this paragraph. <laughs> books. Books. We love books. All the books. Read a book. <laughs> Read a book, then watch Goosebumps. Um, all the monsters st- come real and start terrorizing the whole town, very much like the pixels from Pixels. Um, it's pretty scary, but in a kid-friendly way, which I think, which I not only like, but actually think is pretty important for kids to have. Um, and it's also funny for the most part. There's some broad stuff, but also some really funny lines and situations and characters. And it's endearing. Mm-hmm. Some actual positive relationships that aren't creepy for the most part. Um, huh. And it actually seems to like and respect and fucking know about its subject matter, namely Goosebumps <laughs> books. So it's got that going for it too. Also, Wreck-It Ralph. Also, Wreck-It Ralph. Also, Futurama's anthology of interest <laughs> episode. Yeah, number one. Cool. That was the one better thing. The one better thing. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah. Thanks for taking the trip into virtual reality with us. Oh, oh yeah. First well, VR episode. Oh, oh, you've got to buy the, the OGT visor, though. It's very expensive. <laughs> it's very prohibitively and, expensive. And there's, and there's only one. Fight for it. <laughs> but once you put that on, wander into our... Webosphere, and why there? Go and visit our beautiful mind palace that the poor boys have created, where we keep all the good reviews. Why not leave one yourself? Then swing by Twitter at OGT Pod, face back, face back, face back, face back, <laughs> slap, slap back biz. your face back, says Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Hey baby, can I get your uh, Facebook? Uh oh, face back attack. Uh oh, <laughs> that's how that goes. <laughs> anyway, you can reach us there at forward slash OGT Pod. You know, like in virtual reality. Yeah. Please spread the word. Leave these reviews. Um, we've, we've got a couple of uh, really, really lovely ones recently. It's been really nice to see. Yeah. Um, 
also the we are still moving to podbean um it will be available on podbean and buzzsprout for the time being but consider this your penultimate warning (laughs) but with podbean you can download the app and you can follow us it's a great platform we can interact with people and hopefully we'll be able to do more with it soon now we have um also been busy little pool boys recently We've been on um, Baby Beard's Futurama podcast, Shut Up and Take My Podcast. Yep. Where we discussed the episode, Time Keeps on Slipping. Fuck yeah. With a little musical number at the end, um, <laughs> as has become the custom now. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so go and check that out, the Baby Beard boys and and lady. Oh, yes. Now. Good stuff. Uh, they're on top form. Yeah. And you were also on Cinema Bushido. Yes, I was. Talking about Versus. Yeah, go check that out. It's a slice of craziness from 2001. My optimal period. <laughs> For everything. <laughs> um, sexual culinary. <laughs> it was my... Technological. We don't talk about my sexual culinary skills. <laughs> People don't like it. When I serve them up a lovely cock. <laughs> a la f- cock a la flambe. <laughs> cock del forne. Fuck cock that van, not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> Cock cock. <laughs> Excellent. Um, on that note, uh, my my literary novel Dockhead is available on Amazon for five ninety nine in paperback, and um, the jingles from episodes one to fifty are available on Bandcamp at ogtpod.bandcamp.com. If you want to support support the show in any way, that's probably your best bet. Yeah, uh, my reviews are on Screen Mayhem. I don't mention cock as much in them, so. I probably want to give him a miss then. Imply the <laughs> cock. I imply the cock when talking about Phantom Thread, as does Daniel Davis. Perfect. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Pixels is it's a little bit brighter than the usual drab shit. Oh, 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 oh